host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV, and this is BBQ Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. show it's the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling and we are broadcasting live and direct from the rock and roll hall of fame city of cleveland ohio it is the barbecue capital of the north coast i'm your program host greg rempe happy to have you aboard here if you want to jump in more than happy to have you it's a phone number give it a call 216-220-0966 that's 210-216-220-0966 in lieu of the phone call you can drop me an email and here's how you do that you can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the twitter and instagrams at bbqcentralshow Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. It's a big first hour. And as I was preparing for said show over the last handful of days, the first hour has been set literally for weeks with three of the biggest names in the barbecue and grilling community. The second hour took shape all in the matter of 72 hours. And once I had a full look at the roster of guests that we had this evening, and I would never try to disparage any other show that I've done because I try and make each show that I do the best show since the last show. But if we're talking about potential and guest roster and guest hoarding and all of that, October 30th, 2018, could go down potentially as one of the best shows ever in the history of the face of barbecue entertainment talk history. In the first hour, I will be joined by my friend, a longtime sponsor, the longest time sponsor of this show, a pitmaster who has won some of the highest honors any pitmaster can win. Also in the business of barbecue, obviously, since he's a sponsor of the show. My good pal, Bob Trudnack from The Barbecue Guru, is in, but not just Bob. No, no, no. You might know him as Mo Kason or Big Mo Kason, who will be joining me also from Australia. That's right. The land down under. Not only will Mo Kason and Bob Trudnack be joining me in the first hour, I will be joined by freshly minted. Barbecue Hall of Famer and Pitmaster of Cool Smoke, Tuffy Stone, will be rounding out the triad of barbecue experts in the first hour. 
and we will be doing it at 9.14. We will be holding them over for 9.35. We have a lot of stuff to get to, not the least of which, or the precipice of this particular interview, but roughly two months have transpired between when we booked to when we could actually make it happen because everybody's schedule's a little different, given the fact of the stardom that I have in the first hour. But tonight is the night. Everything lines up, so we have them on. But the three of these guys took part in a very unique barbecue competition roughly two months ago out in the Netherlands. So I wanted to talk to them about how the trip came to be, what the competition was like, what the temperature of southern-style barbecue is in the Netherlands, how the Dutch put their own spin on barbecue, and a number of other things. Obviously, in between the time that they were there and now, Tuffy was inducted into the Hall of Fame. The Jack Daniels has taken place. The American Royal competition took place. There's business to be talking about, books to be recapped. I mean, who knows what's going to be happening here over the next hour or so when it comes to Bob Trudnack, Mo Kaysan, and Tuffy Stone. But that's what you have set up here for the first 50 to 60 minutes. Then we will move to the second hour. And at 10.14, you will find another, probably the second longest-running sponsor of the show. I would say mid-August, we caught up with him because he had just taken down the Reserve Grand Championship title at the American Royal Open. But tonight, we will catch up with him, and we will call him the 2018 Jack Daniels Grand Champion. That's right, I'm talking about Dave Bosca Butcher Barbecue joins me to recap the big weekend. By the way, that's the 30th annual Jack Daniels World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. And Dave comes home with the hardware. Home to Oklahoma, I mean, but since I know Dave low these many years, I will say home because I feel I'm a fellow Oklahomian, at least in this case, because of my connection with Dave over the last number of years, both in a personal and professional sense. You know, as I think back to all of the pitmasters that have won and then come on the show, a very small few, and it was also validated by some of the embedded correspondence as we have daily talks and text messagings, that this one feels like perhaps uh, almost the, the most connected we feel to any big major winner uh, I have a little bit more of a connection with uh, some of the other guys that have won as well just because of length doing the show. But as far as the embedded correspondence segments or the embedded correspondence we're talking about, they feel specifically attached to this particular win for Dave because of their dealings with him outside of the show as well. So congratulations to Dave Bosca, who is the 30th Jack Daniels winner. And we will talk to him at 1014 to recap the big weekend. And then at 1035, we will be talking about... You know what? The upcoming king of the smoker with Big Papa Smokers pitmaster Sterling Ball. Come on now. Very excited to talk about Sterling as we unveil the teams that will make what, as rumor might have it, we will get full confirmation from Sterling Ball in a little over an hour and 20 minutes from now about this being the last year of King of the Smoker. So we'll have to wait a little bit to get confirmation on that, but I have heard from very credible sources that this could be the last year of King of the Smoker. So if you've been waiting for your name to get called all these many years and you are in the hopper, this could be it for you. It's all or nothing, or at least 
It's setting up to be an all or nothing. And that's what you have going on this evening. Bob Trudnack, Tuffy Stone, Big Mo Kason, first hour, your most recent Jack Daniels World Championship Grand Champion, Dave Bosca, top of the second, and Sterling Ball coming out of the bullpen to help me close it out this evening. Uh, first and foremost, if you are not following me socially, please do that immediately on Instagram and Twitter at BBQ Central Show. Obviously, Facebook slash BBQ Central Show. That's how you can find me there. All video archives of the show are on that Facebook page as well. You don't have to wait for one hour on Wednesday, one hour on Thursday. You can just grab the video replay right there on Facebook if you would care to. Uh, Many of you have asked over the course of the week how my daughter's volleyball match went last Wednesday. If you recall, she was helping me draw the winner of the Bubba Burger contest that we finally got off. And we briefly ended the segment by looking ahead to her district semifinal match. And she gave her team a 70% shot at winning. And after taking the reigning state champs to a fifth and deciding set, they lost. So that's the end of the high school career. However, going into her junior year in high school, Bobby, uh, Bobby verbally committed to play volleyball at Walsh University, which is a Division II school in North Canton, Ohio, so just about an hour and 15 minutes down the road. So while this is the end of the high school career, she will advance and play at the next level, so we're pretty excited about that. Now we are just waiting for her to get to the official national signing day, so that can be a contractual obligation from the school side as well. By the way, I'm totally biased when I say this, but her college coaches are absolutely awesome. They drove two-plus hours up from their campus last week to watch her play last Thursday night in her last high school, what ended up being her last high school match. That just doesn't happen anymore, given the rise in popularity of club and travel sports. And it makes sense, right? Why would you go to a high school match for one player, maybe two players, when you can go to a J.O. tournament over a weekend when the schedules don't compete with their regular season schedules, that being college. And instead of seeing one or two prospects, you can see hundreds of volleyball players at the elite level in one setting. No argument. So the fact that they came up to watch her play, what ended up being her last game, totally tremendous, totally respected, totally appreciated. Cassie Kadera and the gang out there at Walsh University, mad props and shout-outs from your friends here at the Barbecue Central Show. And there you have it. Tough match, tough loss, high school's done, college waiting. Speaking of waiting, Bob Trudnack, Mo Kason, Tuffy Stone are in the wings. But first, why not tell you about the Barbecue Guru? That's right, they've always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy, because it can be. Especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker. With a built-in power draft fan, this means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster with minimal effort. You now have oven-like precision at the grill each and every time to serve the tastiest, juiciest meals. And you can visit their website by going to bbqguru, that's bbqguru.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a shout. They're happy to talk to you. They have a team of experts out there ready to answer each and every question to make sure that you are specifically outfitted with the right equipment. That number is 800-288-GURU. That's 
guru. And as I had said before, they'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Are you looking for a new cooker? The shotgun cooker is out, available, and ready to rock and roll. Obviously compatible with all the Barbecue Guru temperature control devices. Speaking of compatible controllers, that monolith, because it has the fan already built into it, if you have a Guru controller already, you don't have to buy a new controller if you get a monolith. Just run the controller down to the fan and away you go. Plus a whole bunch of other really cool products. The rib ring that was introduced a little earlier in the year, that'll double capacity for rib cooking on a lot of those ceramic-style cookers. I've actually seen it go on, uh, I believe, the big Weber Smoky Mountain cookers, so... Give them a look-see, bbqguru.com, that's bbqguru.com, or give them a call, 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We will have the Barbecue Guru, Bob Trudnack, also Cool Smokes, Tuffy Stone, and Big Mo Quezon's Barbecue Mo Quezon right after this. Stick around, we'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Great, welcome in. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils, all of them used to win the 30th annual Jack Daniels World Barbecue Championship. Tested on the competition circuit, obviously, and in backyards worldwide. Be the pit master of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. All right, my guests in the first hour certainly need no introduction. All of them accomplished pitmasters, one of which recently inducted in the 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame a few months ago. They all journeyed over to the Netherlands to take part in a very unique barbecue competition, kind of a, a Ryder Cup of barbecue. Since then, there have been some pretty cool things that have happened that we can also catch up on. So let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome longest-running sponsor of the show, pitmaster of the barbecue guru, Bob Trudnack, pitmaster of Mo Quezon Barbecue, Mo Quezon, and one of the most recognizable and accomplished pitmasters to ever grace the competition circuit, newly minted barbecue Hall of Famer, Tuffy Stone. Gentlemen, appreciate you making time for the show, so let me just do this because we have a lot of logistics going on and double-check. Bob, are you there? I am here, Greg. Bob is there. Tuffy, are you there? Yes, sir. Tuffy's there. Mo Kaysan in Australia, are you there? Yeah, I'm sitting on I cannot believe that we have made these connections. Mo, let's start with you. I mean, this is probably the second most 
this is terrible English, by the way, the second biggest effort I have ever seen in recent memory for a guest to make the live show. As I had mentioned, you're in Australia. You're roughly 15 hours ahead or whatever it is there. What are you doing in Australia, my man? Oh, man, I'm doing uh, um, the events with Barbecue Events Australia. Uh, we had barbecue classes here the last couple of days. Uh, we had a cigar, uh, cigar bourbon whiskey night last night at one of the local uh, really nice cigar places and uh, had a class on cigars. Bourbon was great. And then today is a fishing charter with a, a bunch of individuals that are all fishing. And we're off for Lotness Island uh, catching these uh, 40-pound uh, uh, adolescent amberjacks killer off and having a good time just got two big ones lost another big one it's just absolutely blast no man i've got events uh tomorrow uh the rest of the week and then we have a barbecue festival this weekend um i'm actually going to be competing but i'm um, going to have some meet and greets out there at the festival uh, mo you've been down under a number of times here like what's the temperature of barbecue whether it be on the competition side or you know just the backyard jane and joe down there what what is barbecue like it's huge. I mean, Australian barbecue has taken off. It's unbelievable. It's just just grown by leaps and bounds. But you know, like I said, Australia has a rich history of grilling and cooking outdoors. So it's an easy transition from the goats to Lone Slow. And it's amazing how it's embraced throughout the whole country, man. It's just uh, people building spits, people making rugs, people opening up barbecue restaurants, um, being fully embraced and love the culture of barbecue, man. Bob, have you ever been to Australia before? I haven't, but I plan on getting there soon. Do you have a distribution down there uh, from a business standpoint? I, I don't yet, but I'm working on that. Uh, Tuffy, have you been down there before? Uh, yes, sir, I have. Um, Mo and I have had the uh, pleasure of being able to go down there with Jay Bomar and the meat stock. I was in Auckland, New Zealand this year. Mo was there in Auckland the year before. The year before that, I was in uh, Melbourne, and the year before that, I was in Sydney. Uh, Tuffy, would you agree with Moe's assessment of where the love of, of barbecue is for Australians? I mean, as he, and, and I would say, you know, I agree, there has been a, a rich history of just grilling and, and live fire cooking down there, but as far as southern style barbecue, how do you feel they've taken to it? You know, I think Mo would agree with me. The attitude of the Aussies—they uh, live life in the uh, to its fullest. They're living. Uh, they're they're outdoors a lot. They're they're not in this mindset of I'm going to work, 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 and save all my money, and and then when I retire, I'm going to travel. They're traveling. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them are getting like six weeks of vacation a year. Wow. And they're traveling young and they're going all over the place. And they love, they're such a, they're, they're so, uh, I don't know, they're just great people, uh, enthusiastic. And when I went over there the first time and saw what the Australians were doing with with barbecue, a lot of these guys are cooking the shit that they made, made themselves. It's just a lot of energy, a lot of great food, just really positive. Tuffy Stone joining me, Mo Kaysan joining me, Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and uh, dial it back if you can. A few months ago, there was an event that took place over in the Netherlands. The three of you guys go together. 
Bob, if you could kind of set it up for us, how does this event come to be? Are you guys contacted individually or, or all together, or is one tapped and somebody say, hey, gather a couple of your friends to come over? How does it all shake out? Well, I think it all started uh, a couple years ago. I was at a barbecue contest in Germany um, and then and heard about uh, some of these different events. So I went to an event in uh, the Netherlands, and I met Don uh, Hamon, uh, and he told me about this uh, Ragafest barbecue festival and how one of his ideas was to have a Ryder Cup-style barbecue contest where, you know, we would pit, um, put up, you know, five American teams against the best five European teams and have a, you know, um, global barbecue challenge. So right back then it was a concept. Um, you know, we all had busy lives and a lot of things took place, but it didn't happen the following year. But we met again in Germany the following year at a contest and we talked about, you know, trying to work to get it done for 2018. Uh, so Don and I, you know, put our heads together uh, with a lot of other people's help. Um, I just kind of helped push him along a little bit from the American side, but he did all the legwork. Uh, and we said, we're going to do this in 2018, and then started contacting people uh, between him and I, and it came together. Do you put a short list together, Bob, of pit masters that you think you want to take over? Is it uh, pitmasters that have maybe already uh, been out of the country and have some type of an experience, you know, being in, in a European setting? Um, well, I mean, Mo and I work a lot together, so him and I were talking about it quite a bit. Uh, and when I when I mentioned the opportunity to him, he said, absolutely, I would love to get over there. Um, Don had mentioned Tuffy. I knew Tuffy, you know, was interested in doing some uh, things overseas. So we started to talk. Um, Byron Chisholm from Butt Rub has been going over there for years, and he was in. And Jim and Jeff, Jeff Elser with Sweet Smoke Q, um, I knew there was some interest there, so I contacted them through Michael McDearman, and the whole group of us went over and had an unbelievable time. Is somebody at an airport or something? Uh, I think I'm on a boat. fishing on a charter. Oh my lord! I was out there catching fish while we're uh, while we're conversating about barbecue. Mo, tell we, us, we tell us, yeah, exactly. Tell those people to shut up. We're in the middle I of a very yeah. I mean, we're in a we're in a very Mo, we're in a very popular down. show. Very popular <laughs> show here, Mo. Uh, please tell everybody to quiet down so we can get the full <laughs> answers here. Of course, uh, Mo. Mo, talk to me uh, when Bob gets a hold of you, and as he had mentioned, you guys are probably talking about this quite a bit, but the opportunity for you to get over there along with the Tuffy and a, uh, a Byron and you know the Jim Elser and, and those guys, uh, what's it like for you to go over there in this Ryder Cup uh, style event? Because obviously the, the American guys going over, uh, very competitive by nature, very competitive on the circuit, so taking it over there probably ramps it up to a different level. But for me, it was just, it was a great opportunity. I said, again, uh, Bob, Tuffy, these, these guys are my brothers, man. I, I love you to death, man. And uh, to have the opportunity to go over to, to the Netherlands uh, to do this is really cool. Uh, great opportunity. Uh, great experience for me. 
Um, I love going to different places, learning uh, new techniques, seeing different peoples, different cultures. So I was all aboard on that. So uh, and, and Bob's got a history of going over over the Europe a lot. So he already knows the, the lay of the land over there. So uh, I felt comfortable to be able to go over there if I need any assistance or help. I knew Bob got my back. So uh, in Tuffy. And so, um, you know, just a great opportunity. I mean, it's just something that I can sit there. I can sit in my mental uh, library that I was able to cook over there and, and, and experience cooking a cook-off in the Netherlands. Tuffy, when you're approached and, and you've done overseas stuff, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were part of that whole barbecue, uh, the Kings of Barbecue, Barbecue Kuwait and things like this. Uh, you've been on television a bunch of times. Uh, how does this kind of stack up to some of the other things that you've already been a party to? Oh, it was amazing. You know, uh, when Bob reached out to me about it, you know, I've just been so uh, blessed to, to be able to participate in so many things uh, centered around barbecue. And when, when he called me to, to share this idea with me, it was like, uh, it, it was, you know, I was, I was in right from the beginning, you know, like Mo was just saying, I, I have a really, uh, I'm very fond of, have a great relationship with, with Mo and Bob and, and Bob, you know, shared the details with me. I was like, and, 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 you know, I was able to go, my wife said I could go, my calendar was free. It was, uh, it, it, it you know, everything lined up perfectly and, so getting over there, you know, and it was, and it was enthusiasm for barbecue, and and actually Bob probably traveled to more streets than any of us on this call when it comes to barbecue. Um, the the people that we were able to, to to meet over there, some of them, you know, for me, in my case, you know, not as many as Bob, but we'd met so many people. I'd met people whether Memphis May or the Royal or Zach and. Bob's cooked over, you know, all over Europe so much, but, you know, same thing, you know, Greg, it's like the, the energy uh, and the enthusiasm and, and the uh, the effort that they put into the barbecue, uh, and, and, and Bo was just saying, you know, better go about, you know, just learning new things, but just, it was, it was, you would, would really enjoy it, Greg, it was like just, just a lot of, and, and, and I always say barbecue friendliest food. It was, you know, a camaraderie uh, within, you know, just cooking meats and, and smoke over there. We just all felt really at home and everything very, very well. Uh, Tuffy Stone, Mo Kaysan, Bob Trudnack joining me here on the show. Bob, talk to me a little bit about how the competition sets up and where does, or, or how does the competitive juices percentage rank to just being part of this event and uh, being good ambassadors for barbecue. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, so it was in the the Hague, uh, which is a big city in in the Netherlands. Uh, it's close to the water. It was in a uh, parking lot, uh, you know, right off the city. Um, there were some of the best teams, not only in Europe but in the world there, um, and. You know, the way it was set up was there was a double contest. So there was uh, not like day one, day two, but you were doing two turning boxes of every meat category at the same time, which was very unique and very intriguing and very challenging. Um, so two chicken turn-ins and then a half hour later, two rib and then a half hour later, two pork and then two brisket. 
Uh, and then one of the turn-ins, they had the green and the yellow contest. The, uh, the, the boxes that were marked in green went toward the global challenge. So it was the five U.S. teams against the top-rated or the, the top 2017 European teams. Got um, They were all judged along with the whole contest, but then the scores for those top five European teams along with the top or along with the US teams were scored against each other for the global barbecue challenge. And those and were I'm just telling the, you some of the best cooks I've ever met were at that contest. And those were the, the green boxes were the ones that were judged for that portion of the competition? Yes. Yes. So, Tuffy, let me ask you, if you're turning stuff in for the green box and you're turning stuff in for the yellow box, do you guys know up front that the green box is the one that's going to be judged for the, the Ryder Cup portion of that? Yeah, so they shared that information with the spread. And, you know, uh, much of Florence, Bucks, Bastard, Gambo, Model Fit, on Bunch who had won the, uh, they won the American Royal in the state. So they brought me that. And then uh, Green Mountain Grill, I was just a salad cooker. And so I, I just cooked my normal amount of uh, heat that I would do a competition. And I would build, you know, I would take the preferred pieces and put them in the green box. And then after that was done, go back to the meat that was still there and build the next box. Uh, do you dig that kind of a competition, Tuffy? I mean, I know you like competition in general, but specifically to that style, is that something you can get on? You know, I, I think, well, it's kind of like, you know, I think it's quite... I like it when it gets shaken up a little bit. You know, I like the gimmick. I like the King of the Smokers format. I like the gap. It shows you got to turn it to the right. Uh, so using the, the fall into a routine for me sometimes and, and just doing uh, a standard barbecue contest. So when I shake it up, uh, I always like that. I think Bob and Mom, we both agree there's another layer of challenge when you can't bring your rig or your vehicle and you got to pack in suitcases and strategize what you're going to, what you're going to take with you, what you're going to borrow. Um, yes. we were in our rigs, we were on our tents. And so for me, I, I, I like, I like that challenge. It's kind of fun. Uh, Mo, let me get your thoughts on that. You're turning in two different boxes. It's not, uh, as Bob said, a contest one day, a contest the next day, it's simultaneous turn-ins. Uh, do you like that kind of a situation? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, um, I've, uh, I've always been a one-man team, so I've been able to try to take what little I have and then try to make the best of it. So, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you just have to cut, make sure that you allot enough, like, for example, you get a big enough brisket, so you get all your slices off that brisket. I only took one brisket. So I got to make sure I get a good enough, big enough brisket so I can get, you know, the slices for both boxes. Um, just cook enough chicken to be able to turn it in for both boxes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just the same thing. You just got to cook a little bit more. Uh, you just same, same steps and preps. Um, you know, the one thing that I do want to say, uh, which is really funny and kind of off subject a little bit, but uh, there's a difference between Celsius and Fahrenheit, and Tuffy knows that. <laughs> so does Bob Redneck. Yeah, so uh, I'll get on to that. Get that real quick. I was uh, cooking uh, my brisket, had it all trimmed, everything, and cooked on these great Green Mountain grills, which I'm a big <laughs> fan of. And 
completely had a disconnect on, uh, had a complete disconnect on Fahrenheit. What are you thinking about it, Dave? So I cook a brisket at 230 degrees Fahrenheit all day long at home in my backyard on a three mountain grill. So no problem. Turned out great. You know, eight, ten hours. Beautiful. Well, I have a cot laying right next to him to that cooker, man, and I fill up a little pillow to get, the, get my brisket on at 10 o'clock p.m., and then all of a sudden, about an hour later, the damn pillow cooker's asking for pellets. So I'm thinking, what the hell? I just had a full pellet. A hospital hell called. never even made the connection. They got up, staggered up, grabbed the pellet bag, filled it up back in, laid back in the cot, and then about an hour and a half in, that pellet, that pellet cooker was smelling too good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It smelled too good for an hour and a half time of cooking. That brisket was singing. And I was just like, okay. And then I got up, and then I looked at the numbers at 2.30. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Shit, that's 2.30. So I got my, my phone up. That's 465 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew. Yeah, dude. I was like, damn. I scorched the hell. Thank you the outstanding Wagyu because that saved my ass. But I knew right then and there it was the worst category I did. I said, I'll tell you what, Bob, Tuffy. You can sit my more case on getting a call on, on brisket because that ain't happening, son. <laughs> my brisket got done at 4 in the morning. I put it on at 10. That's I had bit- that thing in the Isky, which is a cooler. They call them Iskies over there. But over here in Australia, and over there, I'm sure they call them coolers or Iskies. I had that thing at 4, 4, man. And the tournament went until 2 o'clock the next day. So what? I said, you, it's going to be what's going to be. You're getting a lot of hold so time in there. I that thing out, man. And, and you ain't going to believe me. Uh, uh, I, I took a rapper, man. Took it over, man. The bottom of that brisket was hard as a forward ball, but I took my knife and I cut that hard part off. Threw a little bit of mo-case on beef rub on there, man. Turned it over, threw a little salt on top of that brisket. Don't you know, cuz, I got fifth plate brisket. There he is. Woo! Had that thing done in 45 minutes and you still got a fifth place brisket. That's the way to do it. Great. That, 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 that was just, uh, and, there, and like I said, Bob and tell me, this is great cooking European guys, man. The best of the best was there, man. And them guys were, you know, they end up winning the whole thing. But you know what, man? We put our best foot forward, man. And I, I look forward to going back next year. Absolutely. We're talking with Mo Kaysan, Tuffy Stone, and Bob Trudnack. Guys, hold on uh, just two minutes here while I do a little business here, and then we'll get back and talk a little bit more about the uh, Ryder Cup barbecue competition. There's a proper name for that that Bob will tell me about when we get back. And we'll get into some other stuff. Hey, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. That's right. They make smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be a barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, Online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your pageant for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. That's right, Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast, Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Now, maybe you're not into pellet cookers. I get it. How about a residential electric smoker? Cook Shacks are the number one of those in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being the top priority. 
Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. More with Bob Trudnack, Tuffy Stone, and Mo Kason right after this. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You visit CookinPellets.com for more info or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com and purchase there as well. Don't forget to download the Cookin' Pellets app. Free to download, great recipes, video links, and they will also alert you when great shipping deals are available. Again, that's CookinPellets.com. And we rejoin Tuffy Stone, Mo Kaysan, and Bob Trudnack, barbecue guru, Mo Kaysan Barbecue, and Cool Smoke, respectively. Gents, thanks for hanging with me through the break there. Uh, Bob, as Mo mentioned, you guys didn't take the overall standing or, or the overall cup. I mean, is it a... I mean, you have great cooks there, certainly, but it's kind of like Tiger Woods showing up to a golf contest when he's playing it as a game. I mean, I would imagine when you got, you know, Butt Rub and Cool Smoke and Barbecue Guru and Mo Kaysan, uh, 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 Sweet Smoke, you, the, uh, the thought or the prevailing mindset might be that the Americans are going to come in, kick the Europeans' ass, and bring back the cup. Is it a little disappointing that you don't get the win? Well, it's, I mean, it's always disappointing you don't win, but um, we just we were out there to have a good time and enjoy everybody, uh, and we put our best foot forward with what we had. Uh, you know, so we're we're happy for them. But next year, we're going to come back to us. That's right. We're kicking. We're bringing back the title to America. Damn it! <laughs> damn it! Yeah, you're damn right. I don't want to threaten anybody, but until that cup comes back, you guys aren't coming back on the show. Little motivation there. Except for Tuffy. Tuffy can come on whenever he wants. Uh, all right, guys. So, uh, Bob, quickly talk to me, I guess, about where the Dutch barbecue game is specifically. Uh, Tuffy had mentioned you'd been over there. I've seen you, know, you travel quite a bit over to uh, the other side of the pond there. What's it like? Well, I mean... Everything I see is competition barbecue, really. So in the competition world, in any country in Europe, it's really the same here as, here, as it is here in the States, right? So you take a class, you come to a barbecue contest, you help somebody out, and then you decide you want to have a team. Well, you're looking at the same flavors and the same products that you see over here in the U.S. So everyone's trying to... The judges are being taught with those flavors. The competition teams are learning with those flavors. So for the most part, it's really the same flavor profile and methods that they're doing there uh, as we're doing here in the States. Tuffy, from a, a chef's yep. standpoint and as a competitor who likes to make his own stuff and, and get outside of the box, are you at all perturbed or disappointed that 
there's a lot of uh, Americanizing of what's happening over there as it relates to products and flavor profiles and stuff. Would you rather see them develop something a little bit more European or, you know, specific to whatever country you're in? Well, you know, um, you know, when it comes to like what I do on the circuit, you know, and this is a lesson learned a long time ago, because I used to come in there and think that white truffle salt or demi-glass was good on brisket, and then I learned that <laughs> it is good on briskets, but don't take it to a barbecue contest. And so, yeah. you know, the, the, the rubs and the sauces that, that, have, uh, that I've had so much success with uh, on the circuit are, you know, you know, they're smoking guns high. They're blues hog. They're, they're head country. So they're products that are made by my friends. And so when I went over to the Netherlands, uh, they had all those products over there. You know, I, I haven't spent enough time in the competition world over over in Europe to understand what they're doing and not doing. Bob's got a much better handle on that. You know, I, I did those two contests. I taught a class over there, and that's the extent of my knowledge in, in Europe. Um with competition barbecue, I, you know, I knew it was uh, in the past. I think I think John Trigg went over and cooked in Europe years ago. He might have gone twice. Once, I think he might have gone to Ireland once. I think he might have gone to Switzerland. But anyway, uh, when he went over there, they had a lot of you know European chefs and they got cooking like like competition barbecue is here in the States. But that was a number of years ago. And, and it sounds like from what Bob did, yeah, they're doing the same kind of things that we're doing over here on the circuit. Um, you know, and I guess just to speak a little bit to your question, so it seems like this year and last year, I've been doing more, doing more uh, where I'm just cooking food, uh, you know, I'll be in and uh, wine and food in March, and I'll be in Southeast uh, Food and Wine in February, and I just did a, a boozerie, and I'm doing the best I got. And, 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 and it's kind of fun for me to be cooking barbecue that's not competition barbecue, but just to be cooking, uh, you know, just, just cooking really good food. And so I've been enjoying that process, but um, I don't care, you know. You know, I think there's rye gravy. It's probably set to me for good food, good food, and so when it's competition barbecue or just good eating barbecue, uh, I don't really care. Tuffy Stone, Bob Trudnak, Mokasan joining me here on the show. Uh, Mo, let me change it up here just a little bit. Um, I know that you and uh, Bob have been discussing or, or, or looking to put together classes. Usually when we're talking about classes, or as history is shown here on this show, it's always been related to competition cooking classes. But now we're seeing an emergence and a thirst from the backyarders to have backyard cooking classes. So um, are you looking to, to make a concerted effort to put more backyard cooking classes on? You know, for me, that's all I do. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I mean... Granted, I, I cut my teeth on competition barbecue, but honestly, you know, most people like to win. You know, they they change from time to time. But you know, when you get somebody like you know backyard people, you know, they want to go. They don't have no interest whatsoever generally to to cook competition. They just want to go over and step their game up in the backyard for the family and friends, which that is all all me. And that's what I love to do. You know what I mean? I mean, I give them some tips. 
of what I've picked up over the circuit over the years of cooking, but my main focus is the backyard guy because those are the guys, when they're able to take that, those skills and be able to take that pork butt or that brisket or um, whatever they're cooking and uh, elevate their game in the backyard and make great food for their family and friends, that's a home run. That's what the industry yeah. is all about. You know, it ain't about competition. Right. As I know, I'm just telling you, afraid of what you mean. Competition is an eighth inch on a ruler. An inch is 12 inches. Competition is an eighth of an inch, and that's the fact. So yeah. there's more people out there in the backyard wanting to cook good for food for their family than versus some people that just want to be competitions. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm a competition guy, but, you know, I, I am very realistic, too, about, you know, what, what it's all about. And, and, that, and to me, it's more gratifying for me is when I see people in the backyard that have no clue about how to cook a brisket or have no clue how to cook a pork shoulder. And you can see their eyes light up when you're explaining the reasons why you're doing what you're doing for so your training injections or whatever, if you're going to do injections. And, and, and to have them come home and, and emulate that and, and they email you or text you and say, I really love this brisket. My family loves pork chops, man. I did a class here and a lady that we met last night at Spark and she came to a barbecue class. She put the same pork butt that I did and took it to work. She went home and made it at home and her came to uh, see me last night and she said the whole people at work just loved it. I had another dude, I, uh, we did a side, which is my cheesy corn. And, you know, it's just butter, cream cheese, and my, my pork rub, and you know, um, they went out, went home, did it, and cooked it for their family, dude, and I seen them the next day, and they're just like, dude, it was a home run. That, to me, is gratifying. You know what I'm saying? It just totally gratifies. Bob, do you do you see uh, an increase from the, the backyard folks to want to learn, as Mo said, to cook a brisket or a pork shoulder or a rack of ribs? Uh, not only better, but uh, to, to a certain type of exacting standard. Are you seeing that growth and that thirst? Absolutely. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of backyard stuff myself, and Mo and I taught one in August, and we had a lot of people in our class that have never cooked barbecue in their life. Uh, and they want, they saw that there was a class available, and they decided to, you know, get in and uh, get in on it and learn before they even bought their first smoker. And I think that's amazing. I mean, we teach people how to cook good barbecue the first time or the second time out and, you know, kind of overcome the challenges that they have in their head. Uh, and they're successful the first time. Then they got to work on the hobby of barbecuing and we're growing the barbecue industry. That's right. With the uh, couple minutes that we have left, uh, I don't want to – Make this about Tuffy here, but uh, you know, Tuffy, mid-August, you're you're inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. We spoke prior to that, obviously, talking about how you were fee- feeling leading up to that event, but now you are officially in. What's it like? I mean, take us back a little bit and give us a little bit of insight on what that weekend actually played out for you and, and what it meant to you. Uh, you know, I'm still... Uh you know, I don't know how much I've moved in my feelings since when we first talked about it, Greg. I mean, I'm just I'm still so blown away and, and humbled. And, you know, I, I just this past, uh, this past week, I, I spent, I, I got this other barbecue at uh, 4.35 in the morning and, and stayed with Tootsie and, and Terry and I played all about, I, I stayed with them about seven hours uh, this lady's been cooking for 50 some years, 84 years more. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm really honored. You know, I, I didn't have enough time to really think 
all the people uh, that made this even a possibility for me. I mean, there's so many people that, that have helped me along the way and and, uh, and just been mentors for me. And, and that list is, is so long. Um, it, it was nice. My, my wife and my son were there uh, for the ceremony. My, my father, you know, uh, that was a really special moment that, that we got to share together. My dad's so proud and had aunts and uncles there. And, and then all these mentors out there in the audience, um, it was uh, it was very touching for me. Everybody, everybody knows I'm a pretty emotional guy anyways, but um, uh, just very humble, very, uh, very honored, and I feel like I still have a lot of work uh, yet left to do to, uh, to really deserve Bob, let me ask you... Uh, what what does what does Tuffy and, and Cool Smoke mean to you, and what do you think he means to the the barbecue industry in general? Oh, he is he's he's the beating heart of barbecue. He he's an amazing guy. He's an amazing person first and foremost. Um, mm-hmm. And then to see what he's done in the amount of time he's done it is very very inspiring to me. Um, and I look up to him, and I look up to Mo. And, you know, everything I do is to try to be, you know, close to as good as these two guys for the industry and just as people. So they mean a lot to me. Uh, Mo, Mo, let me ask you uh, the same question. Um, You know, what does Tuffy mean to the industry and uh, and what are some traits that really stick out about him to you? I tell you what, uh, Tuffy knows and Mark knows. there's very few people out there that I know at any marching game with a lot of great people when you're on, a lot of great people. I mean, there's people that are just extremely special. For real, for real, down-to-earth, grits, decent human beings that got good insight on life. Bob Trump, next one. Tuffy Stone, I love him, him and Bob, Bob, Bob and, and they know this. They, they know how I can feel. And what he means to the industry, people understand that guy, as you said, like Bob, he's accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, he's been in the game for a long time, but I mean, for what he's accomplished. But you know what? He is still grounded. He is still a humble man. But he's passionate about what he does. And I'm here, he's supposed to sit on the back of the boat out by Rodney Simon in Western Australia. I'll tell you, man, I love Tuffy Stone to death. That's my boy, man. Tuffy, and then Bob Trumbeck, that's my boy. Those are people that I can work with, work alongside with, work for. At any time, any time in my life, you know what I'm saying? Go for, for, for real, for real people. And I'm not saying there's a lot of great people in the industry and uh, nice, nice people. But as for genuinely ground to the earth guys that you want to hang with, them two guys that you got on the radio right now, those, those are it. I'm telling you straight up. Mo Kaysan is in Australia joining us right here live, which is incredible. Mo, thank you for that. Tuffy Stone up, is the pitmaster of Cool Smoke. Bob Trudnack, the barbecue guru, longest-running sponsor of the show. Gentlemen, really appreciate the time so much. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Greg. We appreciate right, it. Man. You got Thanks, it. Greg. There they are. Uh, wow. Peace, brothers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All guests wow. appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. In, in many different facets, I can't believe that we got through that, and I can't believe I went on like that. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hall of Famer Tuffy Stone, if you need him. Cool Smokes Pitmaster Bob Trudnack. 
BBQGuru.com, longest-running sponsor of the show, Mokeson from Mokeson's Barbecue in Australia. It's, uh, what, 1 o'clock in the afternoon there? Almost 2 o'clock, maybe? He's 15 hours ahead. Do the math. Unbelievable commitment from Mo Kaysan. Uh Mo, there's a thing on a phone. It's called the uh, mute button. Check it out. Hey, head on over to Big Papa Smokers right now. The one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. He'll be on the show a little bit later this evening. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has something for every kind of cook to make them barbecue better. If you're a backyard barbecue fanatic or a competition pro, Big Papa Smokers has something for you, like their popular championship rubs and seasonings. Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, just a few names of the proven winners on the competition circuit and the backyard. Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary. Whether you're cooking to impress judges or grilling for your family, Big Papa Smokers award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. Pick up a bottle today at BigPapaSmokers.com. And aside from the premium selection of rubs, Big Papa's also offers the very best pellet, charcoal and wood cookers available today you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use of course you are check out the mac two-star general pellet grill big papa smokers the exclusive mac dealer even offers special packages not a fan of pellet smokers take a look at the old hickory ace bp it's the only charcoal smoker that big papa trusts on his competition barbecue trailer and if you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure of what grill you need? Hey, you can't go wrong with anything that's featured on BigPapaSmokers.com. They have something for every kind of backyard cook and budget. Check out the website and shop the full selection today. Here's what we know. It's clear that Big Papa's is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on the website, hand-selected to help you barbecue better. Boost your barbecue skills. With help from Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store. You can call them toll-free at 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop their website at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. All right, we're back to wrap the first hour. Your thoughts and emails welcome. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966. We'll be back right after this. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
quick welcome back. Thanks again to Tuffy Stone from Cool Smoke, Bob Trudnack from Barbecue Guru, and Mo Kason from Mo Kason Barbecue for joining me in the first hour. A lot of you wondering why I have the old school cans on through email. And uh, I continue to have trouble with the news IFB in my ear. Couldn't understand anything that anybody was saying. Not strictly because of uh, all the background noise. But I think the fidelity of the audio in that is not nearly as good as uh, what's coming out of these. But I can't use those yet. I got probably weeks left. Anyway... John Dawson, so much for that being one of the best shows ever. John! A a man can only control so much, right? You get it. I would say, if you are not following Tuffy Moe or Bob, you might want to do that so you can take advantage of some of their backyard cooking classes. It sounds like that's going to be a lot of of a lot of interest for all three of those guys. Uh, Mo saying that while he has cut his teeth on the competition circuit, he's much more apt to do something on the barbecue or the uh, backyard barbecue side than on the competition side because he's all about helping people Achieve the culinary goals of live fire, which I get. Uh, same thing with Bob. Uh, obviously, Bob sees a completely different style of that, too, because he's actually selling products into the barbecue and grilling industry that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. You ever heard of the barbecue guru? Yeah. And then Tuffy Stone, too. Also, appreciate those guys weighing in on uh, what Tuffy means to the industry and them specifically because they are working together. Uh, Mo and Bob put together these great commercial vignettes. So you know they're going to do some great cooking classes. Uh, Mo, big personality, of course. But when you start to line them up, all three, I mean, some of the most accomplished pitmasters out there and successful uh, in business and on the competition circuit. So thanks again to Mo and Tuffy and Bob for joining me this past segment. Welcoming your phone calls and emails as we get ready to roll into the second hour. That number is 216-220-0966. The email address is greg at com. You know, I was wondering what kind of a reaction I was going to get when I said, hey, if everybody over in the Netherlands and Europe is using everything from a product and profile standpoint that we use over here... Are, is there a lack of individuality or a, uh, a country's sense of flavor? I believe Dr. Barbecue said on this show not too long ago that he was a little disenchanted with the fact that he knows that those flavor profiles that they're making for barbecue don't play in Europe. But hey, uh, we'll be back right after this. Stick around. 